Welcome to Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Greg Richard joined by Dennis Stewart. Dennis, great to see you. It's for the last one a year. It is indeed, Greg, and it's a pleasure to be with you. And for that's, you, that's major day, hasn't it? It has. It has major <laughs> day. An absolute pleasure for the last one of the year, Dennis. What are we going to be looking at, the highlights of the year? Or? Look, yeah, I think I thought a lot about it, I, and I thought we might look at the, the biggest thing that I think herbal medicine and complementary medicine was associated with, and that is participating in uh, helping people deal with COVID. We'll look at complementary medicine and its participation in the COVID crisis. Right, which is very close to home here at the (laughs) moment. (laughs) We won't go there. Now, Dennis, before we start talking about people sorting after complementary medicine in regards to COVID, we've got Leanne from Lake Munmora on the line, and she's looking for an iron supplement for, what was this, pescatarians? Leanne. Oh, yes. Hi. How are you? Hello, Leanne. How can we help you? Hi, Dennis. Um, I'm, I have a diet of a pescatarian, and I just wanted to make sure I was on the right track with an iron supplement, whether it should be maybe tablets or in a liquid form. Now, when you say pescatarian, it's not a word that I'm fully familiar with. Oh, okay. Well, it's another label that some people like to use. So I was vegan, and then I chose to add some seafood to my diet, which oh, was fish. Okay. Fish and prawns, so okay. that just seems to work better with with my body and and. That's a great that's uh, a great emphasis too. You you're talking to someone who's a great fan of seafood. I think that uh, uh, we still don't appreciate the significance of seafood yes. as, as as an ideal uh, form of of protein, and uh, as well as that, bringing to our bodies a lot of nutrients, which not easily found in other sources. So I'm glad you've done that because um, I'd never, ever criticise any one diet. And I remember when I was in Melbourne years ago being taken out to a vegan restaurant in the heart of Melbourne and I enjoyed the food immensely. But I must admit that I have reservations about it uh, and I can understand, therefore, your uh, concern about whether or not you're getting adequate iron. um, the vegan people would say it's possible to do that and I'm not going to argue with that. But I would be thinking that uh, try to get an, an iron source that is uh, derived from multiple uh, sources. Like in, in my uh, rooms, I use a liquid preparation that is well known and can be obtained from anywhere called Floridix. And uh-huh. um, a, a lot of um, people, for instance, that have... Um, reactions to using uh, more solid forms and conventional forms of iron uh, frequently find that using this liquid preparation um, based on vegetable sources, um, they can uh, maintain a good uh, level of iron without any uh, associated constipation or, or other problems that sometimes arise when you take a conventional supplement. So, um, I would be suggesting that as a starting base. There are other products that are probably similarly based, but for years I've been content uh, to recommend to patients uh, who, like yourself, uh, uh, are conscious of the food they're eating and uh, and uh, are eating a diet to suit their their their, their worldview. I think that uh, getting some iron from a vegetable source, such as that product known as Floridix might be a good start. That's great. And just 
Just if I was yes. bordering on anemia, though yes. I haven't been back to my GP for yes. a while, but yes. she said, you know, keep keep an eye on it. Yes. Would would I have an increased dose to start with to get my iron no, levels up and then? No, no, it no, off? I, no. I, I would um, um, I would just. Um, Start off with the recommendation and be on it for a month or two, and then go to your good GP and tell her what you what you're doing, mm-hmm. and um, the product that you're using, and let her give you a blood test, which will indicate straight away whether your reserve is adequate Lovely. or whether you need to accelerate dosage. Um, Lovely. In... I just had a blood test last yes. week, and everything yeah. seemed fine. That's well, good, but good, I, good. But I was taking tablets, which. I just didn't feel like they were right for me. Not that okay. I was getting constipated or anything, yeah. but I just prefer a liquid form, possibly okay. in a bit of orange juice yeah. in the morning or yeah. something like that. Well, th- this product uh, suits a lot of people of, of your same opinion. Right. So I, I'd be interested to get some feedback from you. I have obviously have no financial interest in the product. It's just no. that I'm happy to tell people that uh, I have recommended it for years and generally speaking with good results. Great. And can I buy that from Warner's Bay? Oh, look, you can get it from most health food stores or pharmacies. Um, oh. it, it would be certainly available around there. You'll get it from uh, Biotology there in, in yes, Warner's that's Bay. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, they're a good up, shop. Lovely. They're okay, shop. I really appreciate your help. Merry Christmas. Same to you, Leanna. Thanks for ringing. Thanks so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers, thanks for that. It is Health Naturally on 2 and URFM. If you've got a question for Dennis Stewart, 49216216. And as we're talking about people mm. sorting after complementary medicine mm. in regards to COVID, yeah. why do you think people are doing it? Well, look, I think there's an explanation. I think that v- many Australians now appreciate that uh, there are different approaches to health and different approaches to treating diseases and that Western medicine uh, is certainly one of them, which we all access and uh, are very grateful for the advances and the approach that Western medicine has to acknowledging disease and treating disease. Um, but there are other uh, health systems and other interpretations of disease and other approaches to, for managing diseases from other cultures. And complementary medicine uh, is based on the, on the premise that good as one system is, um, it can be supported perhaps more effectively uh, by using companion remedies that will not conflict uh, with the mainstream approach, but rather augment what the mainstream is trying to do. So people who are concerned, for instance, about going down with COVID um, did not see complementary medicine as being an alternative. What they saw was that uh, COVID, with all its initial promises, was to many people disappointing. And uh, there was, uh, what I picked up in my practice, an increasing level of scepticism about the the certain claims that were made uh, by some about COVID and the expectations that should be uh, arising from them. And they people began to look, uh, and are still looking, for ways of reinforcing the mainstream medical approach, which was based on vaccination therapy, and that's fine, that's fine. Uh, But by using a whole complementary system of medicine, uh, it was seen by people, including myself, um, and I've practised complementary medicine, as being a useful way of developing a second line of help or defence against 
the onset of COVID or, in fact, the consequences of obtaining COVID. And I think that has worked well. Uh, there are many, many people, many, many people who are using both systems, the mainstream and complementary medicine, and many of them will say that uh, by doing the, the dual approach, they have moved through this critical era of the virus uh, more effectively than they may have perhaps done if they had just depended on the mainstream approach. Now, that's controversial, Greg, but um, <laughs> it's my view, and I have happily, happily helped people so, uh, sensibly select uh, products, approaches, herbs, supplements, which reinforce and can be seen as useful complementary medicine. Um, that's my approach, and there would be people out there now who are still happily using um, a range of supplements, some of which we have mentioned on this program, to give them a second line of defence about uh, COVID, which is still circulating, uh, and also to improve their um, recovery from COVID if they have experienced it. Of course, you got any... Oh, can you do the call? I'm going to have a coffee I'm, fit. I'm, I'm, I'm just leaving. I'm just leaving, Greg. I'm just leaving. <laughs> got to have a coughing fit too, Dennis, so don't panic. And I haven't left. <laughs> I was ready to make a quick exit. Get a quick duck out real quick. I can see COVID circulating in this room. Uh, we've got Sharon now from Belmont. She's got a question about... Is it Astrozalus 8? Hello, Sharon. Yes, good morning. How are you? How, how can we help you, Sharon? Hey, Dennis, um, as for just a general tonic, Yes. Um, how long would you stay on AstraZeneca 8 for? You mean Astragalus 8? Astragalus 8, sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you had us all a little bit puzzled here. <laughs> Astragalus 8, okay. Just Astra 8 on the thing, I keep forgetting yeah. it. Astra, Astra 8 or Astragalus 8. Um, first of all, um, I see this preparation, as you probably know, as one of the most useful devices for uh, building up uh, a natural resistance to particularly to viral assault. Mm. And listeners might be interested to know the history of this remedy, and then I'll come explicitly back to your question. But the formula that is commonly known as Astragalus 8, or sometimes abbreviated Astra 8, is a combination of eight Asian remedies or Chinese remedies uh, led by the herb Astragalus membranaceus, which emerges as probably the most significant um, Asian remedy to reinforce or support an immune system that's being challenged or likely to be challenged. The other seven remedies share the same characteristics of Astragalus and are, if you like, supportive remedies each one of the eight, however, having been shown to be useful in the context of the Asian interpretation of building up resistance to infection for supporting the body and giving it uh, additional constitutional strength to be able to fight various uh, assaults, particularly of a viral nature. It was developed during the AIDS epidemic in the US, and I first located it uh, and in the in the text written by an American medical practitioner, Dr. Lawrence Badgley, and the name of the text was Healing AIDS uh, Naturally, and this was at the high point 
of the AIDS epidemic in the US, where HIV, a terrible virus, was afflicting the uh, members of uh, a particular con uh, population group very, very seriously and um, was uh, really responsible for seeing many of them uh, pass away. Two Chinese Americans uh, looked back on their heritage and came to the conclusion that these seven or eight herbs, uh, subsequently called astragalus 8, was a real contribution from natural medicine to assist people that were fighting AIDS particularly. And it was put forward in the context of the Chinese approach, which is to see this approach as being fusheng therapy, fusheng therapy, which means supporting the central resistance of the organisms, re reinforcing the constitution. And fusheng therapy was seen as something that was an ideal companion to any approach that the mainstream could offer in addressing this wretched virus. And it proved to be a very useful device and was seen as improving the prognosis for many people that had been afflicted by that terrible virus. And subsequently, it has now spread since the AIDS epidemic all around, particularly the Western world, and is seen as a useful device for helping combat uh, other serious viruses, uh, of which, of course, COVID is one. And I introduced it into Australia probably 30 years ago and um, still see it as one of my best introductions and many, many listeners uh, would validate my claim that it does have the effect of improving one's fight against uh, viral infections through the recovery phase. But it's not only viral infections. The remedy also is a useful device to maintain general health. And this is why I recommend it to be used ongoingly in a low dose. Um, your question, how long can you stay on it? I have uh, patients on astragalus 8 who are frightened to go off it because it so effectively uh, changed their life and their experience of particular viruses. Um, what I normally do is uh, suggest that uh, patients go on to the preparation at, at an elevated dose initially, and then if and, and when improvement occurs, uh, to work downwards to what I call a maintenance dose. To give an example, uh, the Astragalus 8 formula uh, what I call an antiviral uh, formula supporting the body's fight via an improved immunological response to viruses, it is particularly useful to dealing with the herpes virus. And to give you an idea of what I mean by people not uh, uh, easily going off it, uh, I see it, by the way, as one of the potential breakthrough remedies for people that have recurrent cold sores or recurrent episodes mm -hmm. of herpes simplex. And I treated a gentleman uh, who had been battling uh, with cold sores for the vast bulk of his adult life, virtually had uh, a break from them, and was very distressed because of his uh, work, was dealing with, with people who were at some times, um, you know, very uh, cognizant of his having cold sores. And we put this gentleman onto Astragalus 8, and um, he went on to that and he said, if, if you can give me clearance from this uh, virus for a year, he said, 
I'll give you the best bottle of red wine that the hunter produces. <laughs> now, he, he knew I lived in the hunter, and I'm fully aware of very good red wines from the hunter, believe you me. Anyway, we put this gentleman on Astragalus 8, and I got my bottle of red wine. And as far as, far as I know, he is still using Astragalus 8 at a maintenance level because it changed, and I emphasise this, it changed his life for the first time he was able to experience incredibly long periods when that particular virus, virus was inactive. So can it be used ongoingly? Yes, particularly for people that have what I would refer to as, as compromised immune systems. Okay. Or, uh, and, uh, yeah, at the lowest maintenance dose. I, I and what is no that? Well, it depends on uh, who manufactures the product, okay. what, what milligram dosage there might be in a tablet. But in the liquid preparation, um, we work around five mils uh, twice daily as being a normal starting dose. That is in, in any preparation that I would prescribe. But again, um, there are various preparations in the marketplace of astragalusate be governed by the dosages on the preparation and uh, follow what I would do in any case, start at the, uh, at, at the higher dose and when wellness asserts itself, move down to what I call the maintenance dose. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for that. That's okay, Sharon, good on you. You're, you're using it, presumably. I have been for quite a while. Yeah, I, yeah. I read quite a bit, and they were only saying four months, and I thought, well, Oh, I don't know where some of this um, this idea comes from. Uh, the difference is this. Astragalus and its companion remedies are not referred to as immune stimulants. They're referred to as immune system tonic, or as the Chinese would say, tonifying remedies and that is they are substances which can be taken ongoingly whereas some stimulant herbs their effect is uh, short-lived and one is uh, encouraged to go off them periodically i my understanding of astragalus and the group of herbs that it belongs to and the classification of those uh, i would dissent from this idea that you need to go off it i've never recommended that Okay. All right. Wonderful. That sounds very good. Okay. Thank uh, you, Sharon. Enjoy your red wine. I, I will. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. And we've got Jenny from Waters Bay, and she's got a question about iron supplements. Hello, Jenny. Hi, Dennis. Um, on a previous call, you named an iron supplement that you can get at health food stores, and I just missed the name. Can oh, you... okay. Look, it's, it's, it's a preparation that I use uh, called Floridix. Florid... But you... If, how do you spell that? F L. I, 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 I don't know into this, but F L O R A Floridix D I X. Okay. Yeah, and you, but you can enough. buy it at other. Um, yeah, look, foods. I'd be surprised if you couldn't get it at at, at, at uh, most health food stores or your pharmacy. But let, okay. let me just say, um, uh, it's one that I have used. There are other ones probably uh, equivalent in what it's trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I can only go from experience. Um, I, I, as you know, I don't uh, pr promote any one product, um, mm -hmm. yep. but this is a good one in the context of what I have been using it for. All right. I'll go out and get some, I think. I think it would be worthwhile. <laughs> thanks for your help. Okay. Right, Bye. Good. Cheers. Thanks, Jenny. We've got Pat from Kurumbong, and they've also got a question about Astragalus 8. Hello, Pat. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Pat? Good. Um, I have 
um, a heart problem at yes, the moment. Yes. And I'm taking quite a bit of medicine. Yes. And when in 2005 I had breast cancer. Yes. And when I was recovering, I took astragalus. Yes. And it was very helpful. Yes. Um, I was wondering, I have another condition, which is uh, inflammation of the bowel. Yeah, colitis. A similar thing yes. to that, yes. Yes. And I, ha I go in to John Hunter for infusions Good. of um, NTVO. Yes, yes. And I don't want to take anything that's going to conflict with what I'm taking for the heart things, which is reducing um, blood, their blood um, thinners. Yes. And I've got other stuff that I take. Yes. And I just don't want to take anything that's going to interfere with that. And I could totally concur with that. And there are always situations uh, when um, medications can clash or supplements can clash with medications. Um, I would be suggesting here that uh, you, you've already had a good experience in the past with astragalus in helping you uh, pick up from the procedure. And by the way, my wife, who had a similar procedure, uh, has done the same thing that you have done. And in fact, she still takes astragalusate and um, would accredit her um, fairly prompt recovery from um, the mastectomy and the wellness that she subsequently experienced um, by taking astragalusate. She would certainly say that. In your situation, what I think, first of all, you need to do is run it past the people that are managing you, uh, who are giving you the infusion. Uh, and what you should also do um, and uh, is to go uh, to a pharmacist and have the medications that you've been prescribed for your heart condition um, assessed to see whether or not there is anything in those that would clash with this particular preparation. I have uh, doubts whether there would be um, because the preparation uh, circulates freely at over-the-counter level and generally speaking that means that the preparation has been vetted or approved by the Therapeutic Goods Administration and it would be unlikely to see a substance with any significant interaction potential uh, be allowed to uh, to circulate freely and to people to purchase it without script. However, that's always a possibility, and listeners would have heard me on this program say, for instance, that one of my most favourite remedies, um, uh, ginkgo biloba, uh, is perhaps contraindicated where people are using anticoagulant medication or blood thinners. So even there, with the preparation that is freely available without script, um, in my opinion, it should be used with reservation if one is using um, prescribed blood thinners. I would um, do a Google search yourself or take it to the pharmacist, let them see what you're taking. Um, I doubt whether there would be a clash but I think you owe it to your medical managers to let them know what your intention might be and whether or not it's okay with them. Well, I mean, it was so good after I had the yeah. mastectomy. Look, it's, uh, and I'm pleased to hear that because, uh, Pat, 
people think that I go over the top because I'm always talking about Astragalus 8. I see it, and I say this quite humbly, I see this as one of my last final and probably greatest introduction into herbal medicine. Uh, it came, um, you know, about 25 years ago, um, and I would like to see it as being the climax of uh, the introduction of many herbal preparations that uh, changed our approach to managing certain health problems. So I don't go overboard, it's just that it is such an incredibly useful medicine uh, uh, developed in the US by two Chinese Americans called Fusheng Therapy, a blend of eight remedies, all of which have immunosupportive properties but found uh, a great reputation helping people with HIV and have subsequently helped people with many challenges to their immune system or who are trying to assist their immune system in fighting various pathologies. Yeah, I've got a good pharmacist down at uh, Morissette. Yeah. yeah, well, look, I have uh, great regard for pharmacists and uh, I have taught many of them. Uh, some of them um, um, you know, help me ongoingly by giving me advice on, on a particular pharmaceutical that a, a patient might present with. Uh, I don't, well, I think we do. I think we appreciate more uh, than ever the role of pharmacists in the community, the skills that they have, and, and very, very many of them are well-versed in complementary medicine. We should give them our great support. Yeah, well, I've, I've had a lot um, of dealings with them, and um, they're very good. Yes. So I could, I could run it past. Yeah, them. look, do that, and if, if if they advise to talk to my specialist. Yeah, and look, I think you, I think that's something you need to do. Mm. Um, uh, I, I would be surprised if there was any uh, any problem, um, but be guided by their uh, intentions and their any reservations that they might have. Thank you for that. Thank you, Pat. It's Health Naturally on 2NURFM 103.7. And just before we get to our last call of 2022, Leanne from Lake Marmora, who called us a bit earlier, she ran back and said she's been using complementary medicine now for over two years and she's never felt healthier. That's oh, good that's news for nice. you. That's nice to hear. Look, it is. I didn't organise that call, No, by the way. <laughs> Not that I was questioning that at all. Well, for our last call from the year, we've got Jean from East Maitland. And she takes garlic and horseradish, and can we know if she can take Astra's was it Astragalus eight with that as well? You're learning, you're learning. Oh. You're becoming more affluent. <laughs> okay. Hello, Jean. Hello, hello, Dennis. Uh, very nice to talk to you, Jean. You take garlic and horseradish. You take it for your it, sinus. Uh, no, I take it. Um, I have damaged lungs from smoking. Yes. And um, I barely got a cold. I was a very healthy person. Yes, yes. I'm now 81, but yes. for the last probably three years, um, I've been taking triple strength garlic. Yes. Um, plus C, horseradish, yes. etc. other little things involved in it. And that's helped your lung. Oh, I, I, well, what was happening? My lungs, um, yeah, damaged due to my smoking, as yes. I said. Yes. Also that... Um, I was getting colds, yes. and then, like, I was very healthy. Then yes. I began to get these colds, yes. for, like, once, twice a year. Yes, yes. And I would be so sick with them. Yes. Anyway, my um, 
my doctor yes. suggested that I take the the um, triple strength garlic yeah. horseradish. Well, that's wonderful. Vitamin C. Now, since then, Dennis, yes. since taking it, I have not had a cold. I believe you. I believe you. Those... I have not had a cold. My family, who works with um, people, yes. um, um, going into their homes, etc., and um, they're taking these too. Now, what I was thinking of my son, my one of my grandsons and his wife have just recently had the um, the virus. Yes. Um, what is it called? Nineteen, yes, whatever. COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got two family members, including yes. um, this grandson, yes. who are asthmatic. Yes. My grandson has a very damaged one lung, very damaged. Yes. And um, he he's been taking this um, as well. Good. And um, he wasn't near as sick. Um, as his wife. That's great. But That's great. my question is, yes. <laughs> am I, should I be taking, or could I take, not should I take, could I take the astragalic... Astragalicate? Look, yes. you, you, in my opinion, you could certainly take it. But right. let me just come back to the point that you're already taking, at your, with your doctor's advice, which I'm really encouraged by, uh, to use two great preparations that are well known and renowned for their benefits, particularly in resisting uh, respiratory disease, whether it be the upper respiratory tract or in the lung. Uh, so you have to weigh that up. If you're doing so well on those, do you need any other support? I guess well, you could say that Astragalus 8 would be an ideal companion remedy to them, particularly giving your immune system perhaps a little yes. bit more support, whereas the horseradish and garlic uh, give your lungs more of an anti-infection activity. Right. I think it would be a good combo. All right. So yeah. that would be okay. And, and for my grandson also, who has um, one badly damaged lung, well, to take the astragalic... Well, I, I can't take. see any reason why he Why not? As well as the... the, the tri um, this is the triple strength garlic yes. plus vitamin C horseradish. Well, it's worked very well for you. And it has, so, incredibly look, well. And, and by your mentioning that today, you will have helped a lot of listeners, Jean. So oh, look, thank we, you very much. You I just, appreciate I just, it. Yeah, look, a very merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you very much, and, Jean. And to all at 2NURFM. I listen to them every day. They're the best. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jean. We didn't pay Jean to do that either. Uh, I didn't realise that. So that helps you out with your colds and stuff. Oh, horseradish and garlic. Yep. Oh, they're remarkable remedies. You can talk about their chemistry if if you need to, because there's each one of them has a particular chemistry yep. that works against infection, uh, and that explains why I, sus I suspect this lady, who has had a, a damaged lung condition, probably characterised by ongoing infection has done pretty well. And you put those two remedies with their known uh, antimicrobial chemistry together with vitamin C, and in my opinion, you've got a very logical approach to treating chronic recurrent respiratory infections. She's done well, Jean has. Oh, very well. Dennis Stewart, that's all for 2022. Well, thank you, Greg. You have a, a lovely uh, Christmas and Happy New Year, and I would like to say to my dear listeners, all of you, have a very happy, very safe Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.